Friday, good morning, San Antonio, Trey Ware, 550, KTSA FM 1071, the Trey Ware page, KTSA.com. And we uh, now are involved in yet another war uh, on our globe, and we're going to tell you about that this morning. We're going to talk more about our weather situation that is changing rapidly. Now we're talking about all day Sunday being a cold day instead of just late on Sunday afternoon. The very cold air mass is going to get here Saturday night, Sunday morning. And so uh, today and tomorrow, your time to prepare and be ready for, you know, whatever's going to happen. We don't know. Um, we are told, um, and I, I say it that way because I'm super cynical, when government bodies are telling you that, we're told that the power grid's going to be good. But I wouldn't count on that. I would be ready anyway, and I am ready anyway, and I would I recommend that to all my family and friends, and that includes you. Uh, so there's all kinds of stuff that need to be done. We're going to talk about, uh, you know, being prepared for that. And we are going to be here uh, next week to make sure that all the information is, is gotten to you so you know exactly what's going on. Texas makes a move on a park down in Eagle Pass, a necessary move. And I'll just say this. Governor Abbott is a badass right now, and I will talk more about that coming up. But first, the breaking news of yesterday, the U.S. launched a coalition strike against the Houthis in Yemen and uh, sent uh, missiles and sent airplanes over there and everything else. The United States and Britain was part of it, too. Series of airstrikes on military locations in the Iranian-backed Houthis down in Yemen uh, for now uh, several months the Houthis, they are, again, a proxy like Hamas is in Israel, Hezbollah in Lebanon. The Houthis are a proxy of Iran. So when we bombed the Houthis last night, we're actually bombing Iran, okay, because they work for Iran. And here's the other thing. They are funded by you and me. I don't know how you feel about this, but are you sick and tired of having to go around and fight the, um, the, the terrorist organizations that we have funded? And the worst of all, of course, is Iran. And here we go again by having to fight now uh, a, a proxy of Iran, like we're doing with Hamas in Israel right now. I mean, this is just insanity, it, whether it's, you know, funding the guys who ultimately knocked down our buildings in New York on 9-11, or those who started ISIS and set the Middle East on fire during the Obama reign, 
Isn't it interesting, too, that every time we face something like this, it's under the Obama reign, like today is the Obama reign. We, um, you know, uh, have a president that before this military move was made, the White House called a lid so he could go to bed. The president needed his pretty sleep, needed his beauty sleep. So they called a lid, sent him to bed, and then they strike the Houthis in Yemen. And we don't know, at least the president's people, the White House tells us they don't know where Lloyd Austin is. Now, we're being told by the Pentagon, and we'll get that sound to you in a little bit, but we're being told by the Pentagon that Lloyd Austin is still in a hospital. The White House says we don't know where he is. And we're launching strikes against the Houthis in Yemen. Now, look. Uh, we we should have responded a long time ago to what these people are doing in the Red Sea, what they are doing to us. They're trying to stop commerce in a very important part of the world, which is right there in the Red Sea. If you just look at a map, it's a tiny little strip of land. There's a tiny little strip of water where ships have to get through to get oil in and out of there. There's other goods that go in there. I mean, it's a very busy area. And it, got, it has to stay open. We should have responded quite some time ago to this. But, but really, I want to take it back to the root and how this got started. This got started because the O'Biden regime, O'Biden regime, started sending money back to Iran. They lifted the sanctions that Donald Trump had in place on Iran, which just about bankrupted Iran. Now let's look what they've done so far with our money. We're sending them billions of dollars, and we uh, relax the sanctions so they're now selling oil again and making billions of dollars off of oil sales, some of it to us. <laughs> you know, this is our money. We're fighting our own money, folks. How stupid is that? Let me just ask you that question. How stupid is that that we're fighting our own money? Donald Trump had put sanctions on Iran. Donald Trump also uh, didn't send any money to Iran. Uh, Barack Obama, when he was president, flew pallets full of cash in unmarked airplanes in the middle of the night into Iran. And once Donald Trump was gone, one of the first things that Joe Biden or O. Biden did was take the sanctions off of Iran so they could start selling oil again and, and, uh, and working in the marketplace and uh, dealing with their banks and so on and then started to send U.S. taxpayer money to Iran. And what happened? Look where we are now. Iran funded uh, Hamas with your money, my money, our taxpayer money, and Hamas immediately attacked Israel, right? Iran then funded Hezbollah. What does Hezbollah have? Well, Hezbollah has a couple of things. Hezbollah has incredible missile technology in the northern part of Israel and the southern part of Lebanon aimed at Tel Aviv and Jerusalem and very important parts throughout uh, Israel. But you know what else Hezbollah has? Hezbollah, according to our intelligence agencies, has fighting uh, terrorists inside of the United States ready to attack us here at home. Funded by your taxpayer money that was run through Iran, and Iran is paying these people. And now we have the Iranian-funded Houthis with your money, my money, our taxpayer money. They have been bombing and taking over. They took over a tanker, an oil tanker over there, and so on and so forth. So that's a problem, don't you think? that they take our money that we work for and they send it to Iran and Iran turns around and sends it to these terrorist organizations and then we have to attack the terrorist organizations because they're attacking us. <laughs> this is just one of the dumbest things I've ever seen in my life. What kind of foreign policy is this? Oh, my gosh. Um, and also, uh, here's another thing. They had 12 hours warning. Do you remember when Mark Milley told us that he had contacted China, and I told China, if Donald Trump was going to attack you, boy, I'm going to call you first and let you know. That's treason, right? He should be in prison for that. He should be. That's treason. But um, <laughs> they let the word out. It was all over the Internet for 12 hours before they attacked the Houthis last night. So the Houthis moved their weapons. <laughs> I mean, you know, it was in the Wall Street Journal. They're... <laughs> 
The Houthis are reading the Wall Street Journal and reading the Internet, and they're moving the weapons away from our attack. We have open border, and we have terrorists in the United States. And the president, again, the White House, called a lid and went to bed. He's not running this show. They put out a printed press release. No picture of him on uh, on camera. No appearance at the Resolute desk. None of that. And remember, just yesterday they told us they had no idea where Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin is. And now we're involved in yet another war. So we're involved. We're fighting Russia and Putin through Ukraine. And I have a story about that today. We're, we're helping with Israel's war against Hamas and Hezbollah in Israel. We are dealing with China, who is about to move on one of our major, major, major trading partners, and that's Taiwan. And they're going to strike Taiwan sometime this year. And now we're fighting Iran. How many more of these wars you want to be in? How many of these wars can we be in? Especially when we're funding the other side. We're funding the other side, guys. We have been doing this for quite some time. But this is asinine. This doesn't need to happen. We had, under the Trump administration, the U.S., had Iran on the ropes. They were just about to be toppled and an actual democracy get into place in Iran until immediately the O-Biden administration took the sanctions off of Iran and then started to send U.S. taxpayer billions, not a little bit, billions upon billions of U.S. taxpayer dollars straight to Iran, and they are funding all of this that you're seeing right now. Now, I have my suspicions about this. I, I've been very clear that Obama's running the show. This is his third act. This is classical. If you, if you just stand back, take your 30,000-foot view of what's going on in the world today, it's classic Obama right and his right hand man or person is is a is a woman by the name of Valerie Jarrett Valerie Jarrett Valerie Jarrett never left his side for the 8 years that he was president and prior to him becoming president she was also next to him all the way through all that too um then when they built the home close to the White House in DC uh, Valerie Jarrett moved into that home with Barack and Michelle. She actually lives there and runs their operation, which means she and Susan Rice and Barack are running the White House through the people that they have planted in the White House. That's when I say Barack is running the show. It's through the people. All those people that you see, whether it's Jake Sullivan, Corrine uh, Jean-Pierre, any of them, Lloyd Austin, we could go through all of them. They're all Barack Obama people. That's who he put into place. They're infected in the White House with Barack Obama people. But Valerie Jarrett, pretty interesting. Do you know where her family's from? You know, we're, we're, every time Obama's in power, he's given all this stuff to Iran, and he's given all this money to Iran and, and lifting the blockade on Iran and all, all those things. He's helping Iran wherever he can. Remember? And remember when he was giving Iran everything he could give them to get the nuclear deal? And look where they are. They're about to have a nuclear bomb. Can you imagine Iran with a nuclear bomb? Can you imagine the Houthis or the Hamas or Hezbollah with a nuclear bomb from Iran? Anyway, it's pretty interesting when you look at Valerie Jarrett's family and where they're from. Have you done that yet? You might want to. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. Did you know Discover wants everyone to feel special? It's 522 at KTSA. Good morning. The phone lines are always on. You can comment on any of these stories. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. That's also for text. You can text me at that number. You can call me at that number. Either way, I want to give you my pledge line voicemail here at the radio station, too, so you can say the Pledge of Allegiance. Love to have you do that as well. And the number is 210-654-5155. That's my voicemail here. Uh, just uh, call it up and say the Pledge of Allegiance and listen for yourself at 550 and 650 on weekday mornings, okay? Uh, again, that's 210-654-5155, and I appreciate you doing that. Just uh, let me touch on the weather briefly here before I dive back into all the new stuff. Windy and sunny today and 58, clear and cold tonight, 24 to 32. Mostly sunny tomorrow and 65 or so. Then that's it. If you're going to prepare today and tomorrow are the days to prepare. 
Uh, Sunday is going to be much colder. It looked like, remember I've been telling you these things are are dynamic and they're living things and you never know what they're going to do and they do, you know, it always changes, right? And it sped up quite a bit yesterday. It looked like when we were talking yesterday morning at this time that uh, the cold front was going to get here probably in the afternoon, Sunday afternoon. But no, now it's, you know, overnight, Saturday night into Sunday morning. So uh, Sunday's going to be cold all day with uh, ice possible and a high of 35. Then snow and sleet is possible Monday morning with a high of 34. No accumulation expected at all. Just going to be stuff in the air you might see flying around on, on Monday. If you're going to be out on Monday going to work, it's a, it's a holiday. Uh, but it's going to be very, very cold, and the cold will continue Monday night into Tuesday. In fact, I think Monday night into Tuesday morning, it's going to be really some of the coldest temperatures we're going to have. We're looking at probably in the teens, uh, you know, between Monday night and Tuesday morning. And then it it begins a slow warm-up for the week, but I do mean it's going to be very slow. So we're going to be pretty much in a chill uh, most of next week. All right, let me go to the phones, 210-599-55. 55 and john you're on ktsa with trey happy friday john here we go um you were talking about us funding our enemies and it's been that way for over half a century that's right that's Uh, right and we've got to stop it but Uh the thing is our enemy is so incompetent they want the honey that the american experience has produced but they're killing all of the things that that uh, produced it, free market, free people, sure. free elections, and they're, going, they're not going to have this. Right. Uh, well, the thing is, John, and I appreciate your call, and I hope you have a great weekend. The thing is, you're right, this has been going on for quite some time. I mentioned the buildings being knocked down on 9-11 with al-Qaeda. I mentioned ISIS and the ring of fire that they started over in the Middle East. This has been going on a long time. But here's what is especially egregious about this. We had Iran on the ropes under Donald Trump. Iran, number one, was controlled. Number two, he was bankrupting. Remember, just a quick history lesson. Prior to 1979, they were a pretty decent democracy over there. Now, they had the Shah, and people from San Antonio remember when the Shah came here to get his cancer treatments and all that stuff. Uh they had the Shah in power. He was overthrown by these religious zealots. And their whole dream under the Khomeini and the Mullahs, their whole dream is to set up Armageddon. I know this is, for some of you, you go, you roll your eyes when you hear this stuff, but that's their dream. And they figure if they can set up Armageddon, then their Mahdi, who is their Messiah, their Mahdi is going to come back and go walking down streets of gold in Iran. Donald Trump had them on the ropes because they are a terrorist organization. That country is a terrorist organization. And Donald Trump took the funding away from them and refused to send them any money. He also put embargoes on their oil sales so they weren't able to make any money. And that's how you, in order to topple a regime, everybody knows this, but in order to topple a regime, you've got to cut the blood supply off. And the blood supply is the money supply. And Donald Trump had cut it off, and they were just about to tumble. And there is a de- a move for democracy among the people of Iran. Our, our gripe is not with the people of Iran. It's with the mullahs who are running the country. And so there's a true democracy movement in Iran, but that leadership has got to be removed. And that was happening. Well, O'Biden comes in, and the first thing they do is take the sanctions off and start sending money to Iran. And Iran now is building nukes. And Iran now is funding Hezbollah and Hamas and the Houthis and all these bad actors who have the Middle East on fire. And here we are having to fight all of that. It's just absolutely ridiculous the way these people operate. And you know, the only president in 72 years that did not have us involved in a war was President Donald Trump. The rest of them? They're all about war because they be making the money, baby. Dwight D. Eisenhower told us to watch for exactly what we're seeing these people do today, and that's bleed the treasury dry through war. Meanwhile, your children and mine are in extreme peril here in the United States. Remember, this old Biden administration, they opened up the southern border, and terrorists now live amongst us. 
Anyway, it's Friday. I'm Trey Ware, KTSA. Maverick Windows is finally here in San Antonio. Yeah. That's how I feel about the weekend. <laughs> Don't stop till you get enough. Can we just make the weekend last all next week, huh? I think we should, don't you? Mm-hmm. Well, it's 535 Trayware, 550 KTSA, FM 1071, and the Trayware page, KTSA, with uh, KTSA.com with Jimmy Dunn. And right over here is Elaine and your calls as well. And, Jimmy, why don't we do some sound, huh? Some, some news sound from yesterday. Get you up to speed on what people were talking about. I guess we'll start. Well, let's just start with cut number four, which is Corrine Jean-Pierre. <sighs> What a waste of taxpayer money she is, boy. But anyway, she was asked about Joe Biden and how come we haven't seen Joe Biden lately. In fact, to the point where last night he got us involved in another war with Houthis, which is a war with Iran. And he went to bed, called a lid, went to bed after starting a war with Iran last night. All right, let's go. The president had a three-day swing, went to four states. Uh, in the new year. He went to, uh, just actually, I should say just recently, Uh he went to Pennsylvania Valley Forge where he gave a really impactful, important uh, remarks on our democracy, protecting Uh our democracy, ahead of, uh, on the eve ahead of January 6th. Uh Uh, What we saw in in 2011 on January 6th was an attack on our democracy, and he went out there and he spoke to the American people. Uh It was very well received, and this is something that he's going to continue to do. All right, that's enough, Jimmy. We're done with that. So uh, in the last three days, nobody's seen or heard from Joe. Okay, he's been in hiding for the last three days. And yesterday, as I said, he okayed these airstrikes against the Houthis in Yemen, which, again, has opened up a broader war now with Iran. We now have a three-front war that we're fighting with Iran right now. And he went to bed. He called a lid. While John, uh, the, uh, the defense secretary... Uh, Cut number five here, Jimmy. The defense secretary is in the hospital, and the president is MIA. Here is the spokesman for the Pentagon explaining the latest on the uh, SecDef. Secretary Austin remains hospitalized at Walter Reed National Military Medical Center and is in good condition, according to his doctors. He continues to recover well and is focused on executing his duties as the secretary of defense. I don't have an update to provide at this time on when he'll be released from the hospital, but we'll, of course, keep you informed. Yeah, sure you will. (laughs) We're we're believing that one. Meanwhile, cut number six, up the street at the White House, John Kirby, the guy who's been brought in to save Corrine Jean-Pierre's bacon. Under normal circumstances, if she wasn't a a, a black lesbian box checker, she would have been fired because she can't do this job, and that's abundantly clear. And that has nothing to do with her being a black lesbian. She's just incompetent. So they had to bring in John Kirby, and John Kirby now speaks at the White House. Co, have you ever heard of co-spokespeople for the White House? Yeah, and that's what John Kirby's doing. So we now find out from a Pentagon audit that what I've been telling you is absolutely true, that we're pouring money and we're pouring weapons and we're pouring guns and we're pouring missiles and we're pouring ammunition and all this stuff into Ukraine. And guess what? It's disappearing. And we know for a fact, because the Pentagon has found this out to be a fact, some of that's falling into the hands of, you know, violent gangs around the globe. Some of them probably here in the United States. Wouldn't it be something if the terrorists launched a terror strike in the United States using armaments that we sent to to uh, Ukraine? Oh, don't think it couldn't happen. So John Kirby was asked about the $1 billion, $1 billion of armaments that have been lost out of Ukraine, and this is what he had to say. Certainly I'd refer you to the Defense Department for a more detailed reaction, but just let me broadly say uh, we have for many, many months now uh, been interested in improving, in improving uh, accountability o- over uh, the end use of material that is provided to Ukraine. We've had that conversation with our Ukrainian partners, and they share our concerns about uh, accountability. Gobbledygook and gobbledygook. All right. Since President Biden, in name only, because Obama's running the country, he's pretty much mush-brained at this time and cannot really appear on television, right? Does not appear on television. 
even in a very friendly atmosphere like MSNBC and Mika Scarborough. He can't sit down and have a conversation with these people, obviously. So, Jill, Jill Biden is being, and no, I refuse to call her Dr. Jill. I will not do that because they gave her, based on him strong-arming the university, they gave her her doctorate. So, no, she's not a doctor as far as I'm concerned. She didn't earn it. Jill Biden sat down with a hard-hitting interview with Mika Scarborough. Who was this thing hard-hitting? Wow! Did she ask her some difficult questions? Well, first of all, cut number seven, Jimmy. Let's start there. She asked uh, Jill Biden about Joe's age. I say his age is an asset. He's wise. Yes, he's wise. He has wisdom. He has experience. He knows every leader on the world stage. He's lived history. He knows history. He's thoughtful in his decisions. He is the right man, uh, or the right person oh, for the job at say this right. moment in history. Yeah, okay. You know, my question is, and let's go to cut number eight next. Why... Uh, why aren't they asking Joe these questions? Why are they, why are they asking Jill? Uh, in fact, asking Jill about how hard he works. Listen to this. And I think what people don't see is how hard Joe works every <laughs> single day. With a lid. That he gets up thinking what he can do for the American people. Oh, God. <laughs> We've all seen the pictures of him splayed out on the beach, right? We all saw the pictures of him with a beautiful sunburn coming back from St. Croix a couple of days ago, then giving that uh, trashy speech, and then flying right back to Rehoboth Beach to lay out on the beach again. We've all seen that. He's working really hard. He gets up at 10 a.m., has his oatmeal, comes downstairs and signs whatever documents they have for him to sign, then he goes back to bed. That's how he rolls. He's working so hard. And then, of course, cut number nine, Mika asked, you know, how upsetting is it when Republicans call you names like the Biden crime family? And this is how Jill responded. It's hard to realize our country, isn't it? I mean, to look at it, what we used to have and um, what the other side, the extremists, have turned ah, this country ah. into. I mean, we would never see things like that, say, 10 years ago. Really? You would never say anything? So the Democrats would never say anything like that? Okay, let's go to cut number two, then. The Democrats would never say anything like that. The Democrats would never call anybody a crime family. The Democrats would never make up anything at all about a Republican. Is that what Jill just said? Didn't she, didn't she say that? Right? The, that, that they're the party of civility? Ah, well, then let's just listen to one of their mouthpieces here who gets her paycheck from Disney to spout the same stuff that is spouted on ABC News on this station and other places, uh, which is pure pro-leftist uh, propaganda. And listen to Whoopi talking about Donald Trump. Be on day one, I'm going to be a dictator. Who says it to you, tells you, I'm going to put you people away. I'm going to take all the journalists. I'm going to take all the gay folks. I'm going to move you all around and disappear you. <laughs> if that's the country you want, you know who to vote for. Okay. If that's not. All right. If that's not, yeah. We're going to play that again here in a second because I want, I know it's early and you haven't had all your coffee yet. Did you hear what Whoopi just said Donald Trump is going to do? He's going to take all the gay folks and he's going to disappear you. Listen to this. Go ahead. Be on day one, I'm going to be a dictator. Who says it to you, tells you, I'm going to put you people away. I'm going to take all the journalists. I'm going to take all the gay <laughs> folks. I'm going to move you all around and disappear you. <laughs> okay, that's, that's good. Country. I'm going to take all the journalists. I'm going to take all the gay folks. and I'm. Okay, so Whoopi, babe, sweetheart, when did Donald Trump say, go ahead and play the sound of me. Play, play the video of Donald Trump saying that he's going to take the journalists and the gay people and lock them up. He's going to lock you up. You see, what you have to know and keep in mind, whatever the Democrats are saying about Donald Trump is what they themselves are doing. <laughs> They've already prepped the camps and they're ready to send you away. Mike, you're on KTSA with Trey. Happy Friday. Good morning, Mike. Yeah, how you doing? Hey, hey listen, man. Um, yeah, you like I said, you you go over this every morning. It's obvious that uh, Joe Biden is not in control of the United States. This guy, this guy here, like, uh, he doesn't even know. He doesn't even know where his own defense man is. 
It probably doesn't even care. And uh, same thing with the border situation. Joe, you know, I, I told you for months now, you know, I used to think Joe Biden had turned his back on America. Joe Biden hasn't turned his back on America. He's, he, this guy is so far gone mentally, he doesn't even know that he lives in America at this point. He's a waste of time. Like you said before, Barack Hussein Obama and Michelle and the other lady that you named, Rice, that's who's running the United States of America. Barack Obama said he wanted a third term when he was in the White House, and that's exactly what he got, a third term. And I thank you for taking my call this morning. Have a good, safe weekend, Mike. Could be some ice out there on the roads, man. So check in with us. Let us know you're safe. All right, 545, Trey Ware, KTSA. America's Diamond has never sold lab-grown diamonds. 58 right now. Look out for the wind and take an extra Zyrtec today. (laughs) I'm telling you. Man, Mountain Cedar is off the charts, and it's allergy time right here. Mm. 553 KTSA 210-599-5555. Protesters shut down the city council meeting yesterday. They are, of course, saying that they're representing uh, the Palestinians, and they want a ceasefire now, and all that kind of stuff. And and so you've got Jalen McGee and you've got uh, Terry Castillo and Manny Pelize all, you know, Terry and, and Jalen raised their fists in solidarity with the Palestinian protesters who shut down city council yesterday. Manny, who's running for mayor, uh, he was one who helped introduce this measure and then yanked it back. It's all about the, the San Antonio City Council sta- sounding off with a, with, a, with a resolution that we need to stop what's going on in Israel with Hamas and the Palestinians. Did you say Jalen raised his fist yeah. or his lips? Yeah, that too. Right. Because they're pretty big. Uh, they're both, yeah, they're both puffy. And this guy's a math teacher. Oh, yeah. You think so? He's an indoctrinator is what he is. Exactly. I'm surprised he still kept his job. Why are these people protesting when they said they're already going to sign a resolution saying that they're going to ask for a ceasefire? Because they yanked yanked the resolution, and so they showed up. Why are you yanking a resolution? Because they know it ain't going to do nothing. Well, well, that's exactly right. Look, and, and again... Convincing people to come over and support the Palestinians is not what this is. These are not Palestinian supporters. These are folks who have been trained in civil disobedience. In fact, one of them yesterday at city council said we have been trained in civil disobedience and we will not stop until you guys do what we tell you to do. Look, this whether it was BLM or whether it was Antifa before BLM and today it's the Palestinians, they're not representing those movements, okay? That's not what they're about. It is chaos. They are here to do civil... They've been trained in civil disobedience, bringing chaos, division, collapse the system of the United States of America. That's what they're doing so the globalists can replace us, replace our system of government here with communism, the global drive of communism, where you own nothing and you'll be happy. All you got to do is do 10 minutes worth of study on this, and you'll see exactly what they're doing right now. And they're bringing in all these people to put stress on the system. They're causing chaos with crime in the streets and these disruptors. They don't care about Palestine. They don't. Any more than the people who burned down half of America in the summer of 2020 cared about BLM. They don't. It's about bringing chaos here and collapsing our society. This is what has been, you're in the middle of a communist revolution. Whether you want to admit it or not, whether you want to laugh at me or not, that's fine. But we are in the middle of a communist revolution happening right now in the United States. All right. Uh, the, The governor did a great thing yesterday. There's a park down in Eagle Pass that the O'Biden administration has been using as a staging ground to get illegal aliens into the country. Yesterday, Governor Greg Abbott sent troops in there, kicked out, kicked out the Border Patrol agents, put razor wire around that park, and told the Border Patrol agents they cannot come back in that park because they were running a staging place. That's where they were putting everybody and holding everybody so they could launch them into the United States. They could send them here so Nirenberg can fly them all over the country. And so the the governor said, I'm taking that park over. You guys, meaning the Border Patrol agents, get out. Now, you would think that the Border Patrol agents would be upset because they're no. 
They're all about it. They're cheering this move. They're extremely happy. They're calling it a force multiplier. And thank you, Governor, for kicking us out of here. The Border Patrol agents don't want to be doing this stuff any more than anybody else does. It's a little vacation. They're like, oh, no, we have to leave. Right. Right. Yeah, they don't care. Um, and so uh, it was used, this park was used, uh, uh, Shelby Park in uh, in El Paso, or not El Paso, in uh, Eagle Pass, being used as a staging ground to get the illegals into this, into the United States by the old Biden administration. And that park was taken over by our governor and our Texas military forces yesterday. And all I can tell you, Mr. Governor, is more of that. Go ahead, if you've got tanks and whatever armament you got, and you line them up down along the border, and you defend this ground with whatever means necessary. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. This is Mark Sadaski for Mark Sadaski. Hi, Day at KTSA. Trey Ware here. There's Jimmy Don, and right over here is Elaine. And as always, the phones are open at 210-599-5555. Now, I'm going to speak directly to the governor and the attorney general in just a second, about our immigration situation, what's going on, the fact, not speculation, not hyperbole, but the fact that terrorists are in America today, and I believe funded by Iran, which is funded by our tax money. But first, Jimmy was telling me off air he's got a question, and he wouldn't tell me what the question is. Okay. So is this a gotcha? No, no, no. Okay. You love the idea of militarizing the border. I do. Well, so, I, no, no. Let me let me change that. I don't love the idea. I do. I think it's a. Well, no. <laughs> what I'm saying is, I think it's a necessary thing to do. So why doesn't Governor Abbott? I know we have tanks. I know we have military-looking vehicles, like the police do when they park uh-huh. a car. Uh-huh. Why don't we just start parking some of these tanks and military-looking vehicles at the border on our property, just so it looks intimidating? I am all for that, and I'm all for going ahead and putting troops in there and making it intimidating. And if we if we need to uh, do some business to take care of our border and protect our border, it's time to do some business. Now, uh, if you're just now joining us, in the last half hour, I was talking about how the governor went into this place called Shelby Park, I believe that's the name of it, down in uh, Eagle Pass, and took it over. The park was being used by Border Patrol at the behest of Alejandro Mayorkas and the O'Biden administration as a staging place for illegal aliens to be launched into the United States, many of them coming to San Antonio, where our mayor and city manager are operating a flight service for illegal aliens to be flown all over the country. Okay. So the governor goes into this park yesterday and kicks out the Border Patrol. And the Border Patrol's like, thank you very much. We, 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 they're not upset about being kicked out of the park. They're like, yes, somebody is finally going to have our backs because they're having to do the bidding of O'Biden in this corrupt illegal alien operation, this human trafficking operation. So they were kicked out of that park yesterday. Some, um, some razor wire was put up around the park. And our Texas military now occupies that park in Eagle Pass, keeping... The Border Patrol out. And you can't come in here. In other words, you can't set up another staging place here. And if they go down the street and set up another staging place, I'm sure the governor is going to do that. Here's here's my question for the governor. Why don't you do the same thing with the Migrant Center in San Antonio? Do the same thing with the hotel that the mayor is now paying for with our taxpayer money to put them in a hotel downtown. And with the hangar over here. It's a staging place. They're being staged in San Antonio to be flown all over the country. Our city using our hard-earned money to operate a transportation center, free of charge, by the way, to illegal aliens to fly anywhere they want to in America. Mr. Governor, Mr. Attorney General Ken Paxton, come down here and kick those people out of those places as well and shut those places down because those are staging areas in order to launch these people in the country. You did it down at the park in Eagle Pass, and that's great. Glad you did. You cleared the park out. It's no longer a staging area. The hangar over here at the airport that we all get to see and saw last month, the Migrant Resource Center, as they call it, down on San Pedro, and now this hotel where they're putting people up, all those are all staging areas to launch these people into the United States. They are putting them on airplanes, flying them all over the country, wherever they need the votes. Meanwhile, they are turning Texas blue. You're going to lose Texas. You're absolutely going to lose 
Texas, which is exactly the plan from the O'Biden administration. These folks, these Democrats, they're a bunch of commies. They have their hands on power now, and they're going to fight like hell to keep power. And they're doing it through importing a bunch of voters and a bunch of people who will be dependent on them, your tax money. They're doing it by erasing their opposition. They have arrested their opposition, whether that's people who were protesting on January 6th at the Capitol and put them in prison. Some of them will never get out. Some of them will die there. Or going after Donald John Trump and locking him up. Today, ABC on our station reporting, it's just a matter of when Donald Trump will have to pay that $370 million. They've already decided. They've already decided he's guilty on this thing in New York, which is such a travesty. He did nothing, nothing wrong in New York. And yet they want to extract $370 million out of him. Here's the point. These communist uh, uh, Democrats have their hands on power now, and they're fighting like hell to keep that control and that power. And they will arrest anybody or erase anybody who gets in their way. So, Governor Governor Abbott, come to San Antonio and do a cleanup operation here. Attorney General Ken Paxton, come to San Antonio and do a cleanup job here. That Migrant Resource Center, shut it down. The hangar over here for the airport where they're flying people out of here at our expense, shut it down. These people are operating this human distribution network right here in San Antonio. And they need to be shut down. Just like you shut down the park, send in your folks here and shut it down here. Because the folks here are every bit as guilty, in my view, as the Biden administration in bringing these people into this country and aiding this invasion of the United States, which is exactly what it is. Yesterday, last night at 7.25 p.m., Texas DPS helicopter crashed in Kenny County helping the ground crews track a group of illegal uh, aliens who were avoiding apprehension in the brush. Now, that's the other part of this. Our folks, like DPS, are down there every day. They're on the ground in their vehicles, and they're having to chase these folks, and there's crashes that are going on. They're flying overhead in a helicopter. Now, these guys apparently got out of the helicopter. The DPS officers got out of the helicopter okay. No major injuries are so we're told. But the fact of the matter is they have to fly those helicopters in such dangerous missions because this administration, with the help of local leadership here, has collapsed that border, erased that border, and now our guys have to do this job. This is on the Biden administration, the helicopter crash. In Maine, people say... Well, what's attracting these people? What's, what's, what's making it so interesting for these people to come here? Why are they coming here? Well, first of all, free health care, free money, free place to live, free school for their children, all kinds of free stuff that you don't get. You get the privilege, and I say that sarcastically, of paying for it. But in Maine, yesterday, they opened up, this is Brunswick, they opened up a... Uh, a new apartment complex. Guess who gets to stay there for two years por nada? Illegal aliens. Not veterans who live in Maine. Not people who signed up and fought for this country who are now living on the streets. No, 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 no. No, no. They get kicked out of the veterans of the VA. They get kicked out of the veterans hospital, and now they don't have a chance to go into this housing project. Uh, beautiful apartment complex, by the way. It was just built in Brunswick, Maine. No, 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 no. That's only that's only for our new illegal alien friends, and they get to live there for two years at a time, absolutely free of charge. Well, free to them. <laughs> we get to pay for it. The taxpayers of America get to pay for it, but they get to live there free to them. 
And since I'm talking about the illegal alien situation, just since October 1, with the new fiscal year, we have apprehended, which means double this number, we have apprehended 16,000 Chinese illegal alien men coming into the United States, which, by the way, two-thirds, two-thirds the number of all of the previous year came in in just a couple of months. Uh, October, November. A couple of months. Two-thirds of an entire previous year. 16,000. And again, when you hear those numbers, those are the official numbers, that does not count the gotaways. You have, you have to double that to, to cover the gotaways. At least double it to cover the gotaways. Chinese, young Chinese men are flooding across our border into the United States. Why? Well, you know why, and I know why. And we know who's helping. <laughs> the O'Biden administration, because O'Biden is beholden to China. And the local leadership here, who's now flying them all over the United States, aiding and abetting them, invading the United States by flying, flying them all over the country. So Governor Abbott, A.G. Paxton, come to San Antonio and break up this transportation ring that's happening here right now. 210-599-5555. Trey Ware, KTSA. Patrick was way behind on his eye. Turn your mics on so we can talk for just a minute. Let me, uh, while you're doing that, let me bring up the weather situation again because uh, the Iowa caucuses are uh, Monday and they have whiteout conditions up there right now. So good luck. And it's going to be that way on Monday. And they say the bad weather favors Trump. I don't know. We'll see. Okay, it's uh, 622 now at KTSA. We talk a lot about AI. I think it's a major story. And I, listen, I, I have made it perfectly clear my feelings with it. I, I think it's going to be good and bad. I think it's going to be very good for health reasons and things of that nature. I think it's going to be very bad because of the control issues that eventually what's going to happen is it's going to end up controlling us. It's going to, it's going to run the show, and human beings are going to serve AI. And uh, I, I say that because, you know, you can certainly see that kind of thing developing. You, you certainly, all of us read 1984. We see what's happened with all of that kind of stuff. We've all seen the sci-fi movies, and we have a guy that knows this stuff living amongst us right now, Elon Musk, and he's the one who's been ringing the bell on this, although he invented half of AI and continues AI growing. He's saying you better get in charge of this. So let me tell you a couple of things about AI real quick and just get you guys to sound off on it. New AI beauty mirror. It predicts when you will die. It predicts if you're going to have the risk of a heart attack and other diseases. What it does is when you look in it like you're putting your makeup on or whatever, it analyzes the blood in your face subdurally. It looks at the blood, and it can analyze what's going on, so it can tell things like if you have high blood pressure, which would lead to hypertension, which would lead to possible you know, heart attack or stroke. In fact, it can tell by looking, analyzing your blood, they say, whether you're going to have a stroke, whether you've got a fever, whether you've got depression, all of these things. And um, it's, being, it's being touted as a, uh, an advanced early warning system. Love it. Great. Jimmy loves it. Not possible. Don, Don thinks it's funny. Wait a minute, Don. Why, what's, Not possible Don, I, with fillers and Botox and everything. Oh, that means Jalen's going to live forever. <laughs> no, no, no. You can't tell by looking at their face because you can't. You don't have facial expressions when you got Botox Well, and but fillers. it doesn't. It, it, the expression doesn't matter. It's looking at the blood under your skin. How is it looking at the blood under your skin? Well, it's, well, it's before you put the makeup on. Right. Well, it doesn't. Yeah. I don't even think the makeup matters. I think it's looking okay. But the premise yeah. behind it, I don't hate it. Yeah, I would love for a mirror to go, "Hey, dude, you're that's die. not looking good. Yeah. You need to fix this." <laughs> <You better> get- <laughs> okay, well, and, and that takes it well, to then another. You realm. guys just pay me five dollars every morning, and I'll tell you. What <laughs> you <Yeah>. look. <laughs> Let me look at your. She want honesty. There's your girl, <laughs> and, and she does it all the time. She says, yeah. "You, you look like death." Where. <laughs> So she's A.E.? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Artificially Elaine. Keeping <laughs> it real, Elaine. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that brings up another question. W- would you want to know if you had something? And would yes. You, would you want to know if you were going to die? Yes, absolutely. Would you want a mirror to tell you, hey, listen, you got a couple of days left? Yeah. You would want to know? Yes. Okay, what about you, Don? Would you want to no, know? No, not interested. Yeah. yeah. No, you know, I, I just... It, it, I put that right, right on par with horoscopes, really. 
<laughs> well, or your fortune cookie at the Chinese restaurant. You your, know, it's your tarot card. Yeah, it's it's not a hundred percent. So no, not interested. Do you want to know, Elaine? Do you want a mirror to tell you, hey, no. mirror, mirror on the no. wall, I'm going to die. So. My mirror tells me enough every morning. I don't need something else. <laughs> you know what? I, I'm so out of shape, I don't even look at the mirror anymore. I get out of the shower and I close my eyes, man. I, I put my antiperspirant on with my eyes closed. Yeah, I get off. dressed with my eyes. Ralph I don't open my eyes until I'm dressed. I have all this makeup, expensive makeup, Jimmy, that I yep. get from all these places. <laughs> but I work with a bunch of dudes, so I just put a ponytail on in the morning and no makeup. I think you look beautiful. He, he yeah, and you still look well, better think. than all of us. So right. there you go. He thinks to, uh, when there's a special day coming, like the Radiothon yeah. or something, then I yeah, wake you get up all and dressed put up. the makeup on. Yeah. No, you look beautiful anyway. You don't need makeup. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah. You would, I, wait, hold you on a second. Did sure. you hear that? I, what's was, that? It sounded like... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, I know who butt to kiss, and it's not yours. He knows, he knows what mirror to look That's into. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you wouldn't want to know? I Man, I don't know. I go back and forth on that. You know what I mean? Because it's like... I don't want a sudden heart attack. I well, would rather have a mirror tell me, I don't know. I... I'm like, uh, you know, I, I, I believe you You have a certain number of days. You know, the Bible tells me that. So whatever those numbers of days, and that's in God's hands and God's control. And even if the mirror told me you're going to have a heart attack in two days, and you're going to die, there's nothing I can do about it. Because if God decided that was my death date, that's that's the day it's going to happen. There's nothing I can do. Live it up for a couple of days. I might, but oh. see that goes back oh, to so the. There's, you get a heads up yeah. for party but, time. But okay. see that <laughs> that goes to the Tim McGraw thing about living like you're dying, or like what is live it? Whatever like that song. Yes, yeah, exactly right. So yeah. Okay, if a now, mirror ever tells me I've got a couple of days, Jennifer Garner's getting a phone call. <laughs> is that your dream? Is is she on the list? Oh, my. She's so beautiful. I can't even she stand is. it. She my, is the list. My friend dated her in high school, Don. Oh, man. Yes. I have stories of Jennifer in high You're school. You're kidding. Prom. Really? Yeah. Seriously. Fred Andrews, uh, wow. former lead singer of Honey Brown. I've seen the pictures I of him. I bet he and... kicks himself every day. I no. Mean, he sees a Capital One nah. commercial. No, his wife, Ann Hudson, is drop-dead gorgeous. Just well, better looking than Jennifer. You know, it's and always Jennifer the guys in the band. Been afflict. <laughs> she got afflict. She's been afflict. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah, so that's Don's list right there. Jennifer Garner. Now we know who's on yeah. Don's list. She can go from one puffy white guy from New England to another puffy <laughs> white guy from New England. <laughs> Quick break. Coming right back. Trey Ware here on KTSA for Quarter Moon Plumbing, Heat, and AC. Yep. Did you get in touch with Quarter Moon yet? Okay. Well, here's their number, 210-651-5899. You definitely want them to check your heating system. But, 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 hang on to that number. Put it in your cell phone so that you have that number because this is going to be a pipe issue, okay, coming up the next several days. So you just want to have that number in your cell phone so you can get in touch with Quarter Moon and get a plumber out to your home. I hope that never happens. I hope you ne- – listen, I hope this is a phone number you never need. But as a homeowner <laughs> for all of my adult – I don't know, you know, 45 years as a homeowner, something like that, I can tell you that, yes, if you if you own a home long enough, you're going to need a great plumbing company and a great heating and A.C. company. And the best is Quarter Moon. The good guys, Quarter Moon, get right out to you. they got master plumbers on staff, fully stocked trucks, ready to take care of whatever your problem is, okay? Quarter Moon Plumbing, Heat, and AC, 210-651-5899. Too good, too yeah. Got some uptown funk. That's right. That's right. Wait a minute. 6.36 now, Trey Ware, KTSA, and welcome to Funky Friday. And as always, as I, this is how I roll as I run through these stories. You can call or you can uh, text me. Uh, in fact, here's a text I just got. Thank you, Trey, all in caps, for letting the governor and attorney general know about San Antonio. Sure wish you would run for office. Well, that's not going to happen. <laughs> but I appreciate your comments. And we have, uh, yes, informed the Attorney General of the state of Texas and the governor about what's going on in San Antonio as they are flying illegal aliens all over the country right out of San Antonio. San Antonio is the hub, and uh, they're part of this operation. If you're going to shut down the park at Eagle Pass and take it over and clear it out, you should shut down the operation in San Antonio and clear it out. Now, overnight... (coughs) 
Joe Biden called a lid, which means he was in bed already. You can't talk to him. You can't see him. Hadn't seen him for three days. Nobody knows where he is. Nobody knows where his defense secretary is. And the White House says, we don't know where the defense secretary is. But overnight, we launched a bunch of airstrikes against Yemen and Houthi rebels who are Iran. So we could, we could clear a lot of this up by saying we launched airstrikes against Iran. Just like Israel and the United States are fighting Iran in the Gaza Strip. Just like Israel and the United States are fighting Iran with Hezbollah in the north. And here's the asinine part of all this. It's our money. This is the O'Biden administration. And if you remember back when Barack Hussein was running the show, and he still is, just behind the scenes pulling the strings, when Barack Hussein was running the show, he was sending in the middle of the night, and you can look this up, check me on it, pallets of cash, unmarked jets in the middle of the night into Iran to fund Iran, who then, as we all know, turned around and funds terrorists to the point where Donald Trump, when he became president after Barack Hussein, Donald Trump then uh, put embargoes, um, sanctions on Iranians' oil, their oil production, and he also quit sending them cash. The extreme religious zealots who run Iran, who want Israel and the United States killed, done away with, um, they were beginning to lose all their power. They were out of money. And they were going to be replaced by a real democracy in Iran. Can you imagine a, a democracy in Iran like they had before the religious zealots uh, took it over? But that's not good enough for for Biden. So the minute they came into power, they took those sanctions off. So Iran started to sell oil again, making billions of dollars. And, and we're sending billions of taxpayer dollars in the form of cash to Iran. And look what they're doing now. They were quiet for the longest time because they didn't have any money to kill Americans and Israelis. But now that they have money to do so, guess what they're doing with the money from you and me? They're killing Americans. They're killing Israelis. They're trying to block the Red Sea. If you look at that gulf in the Red Sea and that area right there, it's a little bitty strip of water that all that oil has to get through by ship, that all those goods have to go back and forth by ship. It must stay open for the world economy. And yet Iran is attacking that area. They, they took hold of an of a, uh, oil tanker just two days ago. So a little too late and a little too, too less for uh, us to be attacking them. We should have done it immediately. We should have attacked the Iranian oil fields the minute they attacked Israel. We should have attacked the oil fields, shut down all of their oil production. That's what we should have done. So now we're attacking their uh, their their Houthis, the, the rebels in Yemen, paid for, funded, bought, trained, everything by Iran. With our money. <laughs> With our money being sent to Iran. They did this during the Obama years. They're doing it during these Obama years. He is just all about funding Iran, who is about setting the Middle East on fire and creating chaos. Isn't that interesting? That wherever O'Biden or Obama are involved, there's a bunch of chaos that just follows them around. Huh, kind of weird, isn't it? It's almost like Cloward and Piven. Huh. You've heard me talk about them. It's almost like that, where we got to have chaos in all these places. Why? So that whatever government is there can be replaced by the communist, one-world communist system, which is what they're all about. They're doing it here, and they're doing it there, and they're doing it everywhere. And we're paying for it. Oh, and here's the interesting part about us attacking the Hutu rebels in the middle of the night last night. A couple of things. First of all, domestically, here... Uh, Biden <clears throat> supposedly okayed the attack, then went to bed, called a lid. You can't talk to him anymore. He's in bed. Now, he didn't okay anything, okay? He doesn't okay nothing because he doesn't know anything. He, they put a pen in his hand, and they tell him to sign this piece of paper. I'm telling you, for 50 years, Joe Biden wanted the title president, and he didn't care what he had to do 
or who he had to do or how he had to do it to get the title president. He's not the president. He is a signer of documents. That's it. That's all he does. And then he goes right back to bed. About 10 o'clock in the morning, he gets up and eats oatmeal. He comes downstairs, signs whatever's on his desk, and goes back to bed. That's how he rolls. And they tell us that they don't even know where Lloyd Austin is. Remember two days ago when John Kirby said, I don't know where Lloyd Austin is. We don't know. The president doesn't know where Lloyd Austin is, right? But their guys over at the Pentagon yesterday, you, do we want to run that? Let's go ahead and run this. What the heck? This is, a, this is a spokesperson, cut number five, from the Pentagon explaining where Lloyd Austin is. Secretary Austin remains hospitalized at Walter Reed National Military Medical Center and is in good condition, according to his doctors. He continues to recover well and is focused on executing his duties as the Secretary of Defense. I don't have an update to provide at this time on when he'll be released from the hospital, but we'll, of course, keep you informed. So we are now involved in another war with Iran. All right. So we're talking about a number of fronts with our defense secretary laid up in a hospital, our president calling lids and going to bed, tells you all you need to know about who's running the show. It's not these guys. These guys are inconsequential. If the sec def can disappear for a month and the president not notice that he's disappeared for a month, shows that he's kind of inconsequential. Both of them are kind of inconsequential. I'll tell you, back during the Reagan years, Haig, Alexander Haig, could not disappear for 15 minutes, and Ronald Reagan wanted to know where the hell he was. It's what we're dealing with right here, right now. We're dealing with a shadow government, a banana republic that is arresting their opposition, trying to put them in prison for a thousand years, arresting uh, protesters on the right, and by the way, as far as this attack on the Houthis, you're seeing some Democrats say, he's violating the, uh, the first uh, article of the Constitution. He can't do that uh, without notifying Congress. He can't airstrike anything without notifying Congress. Oh, really? Really? They've been doing it forever. Now you're, now you're concerned. Uh, it's since he's attacking now these radical Muslims, now you're concerned. I guarantee you, if he was attacking Putin on behalf of Ukraine, they would never say anything. They would be cheering. So glad he did it. So glad he's doing this. These people are hypocrites. They've got a DA down in Georgia who's trying to lock up Donald Trump for over 100 years. Fulton County. Fannie Willis. I've been telling you about her. She has been committing um, collusion with the January 6th committee. In order, get this, get this. She's been working with the J6 committee to get evidence from them. And she's been working with them. Remember that committee? That was whole uh, farcical. It really was. And they turned over the evidence to her in a scheme to where they would not have to expose it to disclosure rules. Then they destroyed the evidence that they had. And the evidence was all one-sided, by the way. It, it was not an inquiry. It was more um, of a, of a um, conquistadora thing, where they just ran in and grabbed these people, and it was a one-sided affair, going after Donald Trump and the guys who were there for J6 and all that kind of stuff. Well, Fannie Willis, who was prosecuting Donald Trump in Georgia, trying to lock him up, has been colluding with the January 6th committee, getting evidence, and then they destroyed that evidence so they wouldn't have to share it with Donald Trump's defense. That's how low these people are. That's who they are. Meanwhile, Fannie is sleeping with the guy that she hired to prosecute Donald Trump, even though he's not a prosecutor. So far, she has paid him almost a million dollars, and he has paid her back by taking her on some really extravagant vacations. But I want you to think about this for a minute. She has been meeting and was meeting with the J6 committee under the table, getting evidence to use against Donald Trump to avoid disclosure rules in a court of law, to keep his attorneys from being able to get the evidence. And then after she got the evidence and got the story and all that from the J6 committee, they destroyed the evidence. Remember? 
There's nothing, there's nothing to see. We've destroyed all the video evidence. We've destroyed all the de- depositions, every bit of physical evidence we had. We destroyed every bit of it. It's a banana republic job being run by Barack Hussein. I promise you, that is who is beside, behind all of this that's going on right now. It's twisted. It's evil. It's un-American. It's happening to our country right now. Uh, as uh, Bill O'Reilly came came out of the ashes yesterday, posted a video. Bill O'Reilly on the video, he said, I had friends that were progressive, but I don't talk to them anymore because they're all about this. And the Democrats, I don't care what you think of Donald Trump, the Democrats must be steamrolled in November. They must be utterly decimated and destroyed, not physically, politically, in November. Every single Democrat, if you care about where we're headed as a country and you want to keep us a free people and a free country, November is for all the marbles. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. Quality. Here at John Wayne, it's not just a weaker hotline. 654, Trey Ware, KTSA. Ware and Ryman coming up at 7.05 this morning. So, okay, crew. Uh, Mainer. My man from Banger Mainer. My Mainer from Banger. <laughs> the hell does that even mean? <laughs> My Mainer from Banger. Man, I like you it. You need some sleep. Uh, <laughs> I, well, that's a, that is a fact. Yeah. Uh, cold weather tips. Who's got them? Who wants to share cold weather tips? Protect the animals. Okay. Right. Don't go Shelter. outside. Get your water burger styrofoam cups like everyone did last year to cover your pipes. The oh, faucet. that's right. That's everyone was using out. the water burger styrofoam cups. <laughs> I yeah. forgot about that. Hey, they work great, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was people just being funny. <laughs> no, man. It actually works. Oh, okay. All right. Well, well anything to keep the wind off of there, you know? Yeah. Uh, you, know you just got to keep the towels, ice off of it. Whatever. Yeah. Ice. Cardboard. Right. Oh, and yeah. certain plants, you're just going to lose them. See, that's right. There's just some that's just not going to make it because yeah. right. of the 48 hours below freezing. It's a long time. Yeah, it's just let time. them go. I have these very <laughs> tropical, behind the pool, they're called Turks Caps. And I have they every year since the big snow, I've been fighting to keep them around. And sago palms and stuff like that. Now, the know. palms I do cover because they're expensive as hell to replace. Oh, they're really expensive. Yeah, yeah the palms I will cover. Yeah. But the little stuff, I'll just let it go and yeah. replant. Do you drip your pipes? Yeah. 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 And mainly, in, I don't really drip them outdoors, right? I just drip the pipes, uh, faucets inside. Is that the right? House. Yeah, just yeah. to keep a little bit of a flow going. That's all you need. Yeah. Open up the cabinets and let the warm air yeah. from the yeah. Yes, heater that is right very good. Really. Yeah, good idea. Yeah. Remember and also, after this... that big uh, freeze, everybody's pipes were busted. I know. And yeah. Home that's why. Depot and Lowe's, they didn't have any PVT. Well, it's no good to you know you you, you got to call a plumber at that point because they got to get into the slab and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So once yeah. it's all once the pipes have burst, there's nothing you know. <laughs> it's out of your hands at that point. But here's yeah. the beauty, Don. See between us and Banger. Okay, this the the, the, the thing is this is going to be over by the end of next week. Right. The people in you know, Banger are going to deal with this till July. Winter in Texas is three days. Winter in Maine, three months. <laughs> or longer. You know? Yeah. And, and here's some advice. Yeah. You can't burn milk and bread to stay warm. I don't know why everybody takes There's a run on that every time weather rolls through. Yeah, but you can't burn it to keep warm. Right. Yeah, that, that and water. You know? I can. <laughs> Pop tarts. Pop tarts, yeah. Here comes the fire department. <laughs> Elaine can burn it, no problem at all. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. So uh, I I don't know if we're going to be in a situation. I I hope and pray that the power does not go out. You know, yeah, that's the thing. That right? is it right and there. Check in yeah. on your elderly neighbors and elderly yeah. people up and down the street. Yeah, I want know. you guys checking on me. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> go bring, poke Trey with a stick. Make bring sure me he's some all right. food, man. <laughs> all right, where and Ryman next KTSa. The Ramsey Reality Check is brought to you by.